Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We have got a great show because we are 100 days away from college football and fireworks have already started. So today, I guess college football has officially started because we've all seen the news. We all saw what's happened in, oh my gosh, less than 24 hours. So a lot of things been happening. Uh, yes, I'm talking about Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, Alabama. We're going to discuss what was said, what people are saying, my thoughts on it, and all in between. So welcome back to the Coach Steve Show podcast. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can get the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. Please leave it a rating, uh, uh if you can, a five-star review on Apple would go a long way. And again, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by uh, the Belly Up Media Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the podcasts, blogs, and entertainment there, all sorts of media uh, outside of sports even, so there's something there for everybody. Um, football coaches, we're coming up on our summer ball, and soon football season will be here. And I know all of us, we always look for drills and ways to get better with drills. And Coach Stone has taken all the work for us. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and click on his Back to the Basics drill manuals, there's tons of books on there for offense, defense, special teams, weightlifting, and just general drills for football that could be used for anybody, middle school, grade school, high school, anybody. So go to CoachStoneFootball.com and click on uh, his Back to the Basics drill manual, and you will find all your drills. You will never have to look up another drill again, I promise you. 
Uh, so go check all that out. So we already know Nick Saban was in front of a panel last night. Now, he was in front of a panel of his boosters for Alabama. Now, people that don't know, college football coaches, college basketball coaches, money comes from the boosters outside of TV deals, outside of fundraising, outside of ticket sales, outside of apparel sales, anything like that. And some of those things are why we have name image likeness because of apparel sales with guys' numbers and names and everything else. But that's where money comes from. That's a lot of it. Uh, they do auctions and everything else. Boosters are what help a lot of it. Now, when you're big time like Alabama, you get money for winning. You get money for all this. But they still have boosters. So he's in front of a panel talking about Alabama, talking about you know college football, talking about Alabama. And he started talking about name, image, and likeness. And he started talking about how, again, he has said this before. Like, Do you really want college football to get to this point? Because with that, with the transfer portal, we are now going to start getting into free agency. We're going to start getting into other things. So he was just talking about name, image, and likeness, what it was really created for, what's been happening with college football with name, image, and likeness, and talking about, you know, guys are making money. He loves the fact that players are making money. He talks about what really happens. There's a, you know, each school has a collective where, those people take care of the name, image, likeness stuff so that way he doesn't have to or coaches really don't have to. But money gets put in there so they can use that money for the name, image, likeness. They could do certain things. And there's loopholes to everything. So this a little bit was a loophole because there is no – there's nobody looking over this name, image, likeness. NCAA has no power over it because now they have to get the government involved because government has um, – legislation on this and so there's a lot of things going on he's he's speaking to that and he educates some people talking about this collective where money goes and that's what's getting used for a name image likeness for schools and it's talked about paying people you know the players and everything like that coaches know how much money's in there they understand how it works then he's talking about how alabama does it and talks about he wants everything equal to alabama when you talk about scholarships when you talk about you know, he said access to medical things, access access to certain school things. He wants it all to be level because he's talking about recruiting and he's talking about paying players or trying to get them to come to your school. So then he continues to talk and then he talks about and says, you know, now we're going to get to a point to pay players. And he goes, we were number two in recruiting last year. And, and, a and he says this, A&M was the number one. And he said, A&M paid their players to be there. And he said, we didn't. And then he continues to talk about saying that Jackson State, where Deion Sanders is saying they, you know, read about pay, paying someone a million dollars and they bragged about it. And he said, people tell you how this is going. And he said, this is the route college football is going to go. And he's saying, we're not going to be able to sustain that level. He's talking about Alabama and college football in general. So he talks a lot about it. Well, that got around real quick. And then Jimbo Fisher this morning holds a press conference, only took about 18 to 20 minutes, comes on, and I did an episode on it before where Jimbo, you know, someone wrote about him recruiting and his staff, and he had to go all out and say, you know, it's insulting to say that, you know, we quote-unquote gave players money or paid players anything to come here to get this number of recruiting class. We recruit really hard. This is a great university. We're in Texas and all this stuff. So Jimbo Fisher had a press conference today. Now let's talk about what Nick Saban said. Then we'll get to what Jimbo Fisher said. And then we'll get to what people are saying. What Nick Saban is talking about, he is correct. He is correct in 
the way college football is going. And this is not the first time he has been correct on college football. He talked about He's talked about recruiting before. He's talked about paying players before. Like, this is the route we know if we go down. He's talked about how defenses are getting refed and everything. And he's talking about offense and saying, do you really want college football to be this way? And it's never been a way of him to complain. You can see what he said. You can be, you know, hear what he said. He's never complained. He just says, is this the way you want college football to go? Then in, when that happens, he just turns around and goes, okay, so this is the route you want college football to go. I'm going to do it better than you. And then we get to the playoffs, and, he's, and, he, and then he talks about you know whether there's an expansion of the playoffs, talks about bowl games. He, When he talks about things, it's never been really complaining. It's more of a warning. Then it's more of a, I'm going to do it then better than you. So what he was talking about with name, image, likeness is correct. Now, he has talked about um, his players making money he's talked about his quarterback making over a million dollars he's talked about 25 players have had opportunities for name image likeness working with businesses to make money so he says that then talks about how bad he doesn't really say name image a name image like this is bad he is talking about what is going to happen and if anybody's a fan of this now you've heard other people say it. i said i said with the transfer portal and this name, image, and likeness, and whatever regulations, if any, because there's not, on getting high school kids to go, number one, to say, we've got money here, you show up, you're going to get your scholarship, plus we're going to do X, Y, and Z. You come here, this business has already said you're going to do this. Or it turns around and the coach has no idea, which makes kind of sense for what Jimbo says here later because of the collective that you know Nick Saban talked about that could go tell a kid, hey, you better sign here. And then when a coach from a college goes there and this kid's already on board, maybe that coach has no idea because they're working behind the scenes. It sounds pretty similar to what college football used to do when boosters went behind coaches back and did this, or coaches might hear about it and say, I don't want anything, I don't want it anymore. I, I want, you know, I don't want I want plausible liability. I don't want to know. And that's what Nick Saban's talking about. That's where People are saying this. Now, again, before we dive into what Jimbo Fisher said, this isn't the first time that there are reports and people talking about how Texas A&M has bought players or gave them money to come there. So here's the thing. When it keeps getting brought up and continues to get brought up, and then the best college football coach ever says this, there probably is some meat and potatoes behind this. So Nick Saban's talking about his players making money, having the opportunity to make money. He's just talking about getting to a point to pay players. He even says it. He says, we're going to get to a point where we pay players. Then he talks about, you know, these other sports that don't really bring in revenue, but these kids have the opportunity to get a full right scholarship, whether it was tennis, track, or anything, that don't make a lot of money for the universities. And I'm not talking trash about those sports. It is well documented. Even in high school, it's the same thing. Those type of sports really don't make money. But it's the opportunity to play those sports. It's the opportunity for the university or the high school to give that to them. And however they support it. Alabama football probably pays those scholarships. The amount of money that gets brought in. The more students that come to Alabama because the football team or basketball team is winning. This is the reality of college sports that people don't want to talk about. That they don't think is true. It's it's like the dirty side of it. They don't want to know. Like when the Rutgers professor sued Rutgers because the sports teams, mainly football, they get money and they get this. And they don't understand that they probably pays your salary, it pays for your computer, it pays for your office. Like they don't understand that. 
So he talks about this, talks about the opportunity for the guys to make money. Jimbo Fisher holds, holds a press conference and talks about Nick Saban and says many, many, many different things in a matter of 18 minutes. Talks about he finds it you know despicable that a well-documented coach has to come on and bash 17-year-olds, bash Texas A&M, bash him and the coaches, accuse of them paying players to come to university and talk about how great the university is. Then he keeps going, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if I'm allowed to play the video because I copyright things, but we're going to you know digress and move on. And then talks about and says, people call him God, and look how God made his deals, and you'll see what he's really about. Talks about saying, it's easy for him winning when you have everything. Uh, it's easy. You know, not like he built up a program or anything. Because Jimbo Fisher coached with Nick Saban for a while. And he said, for someone that knows him, and he never says Nick Saban's name. Never says it. Says, a guy that knows him the way I do and knows how he did things, go dig into his passion. You'll find out things that you really don't want to know about what goes on there. And he said, there's a reason why I've never gone back to, with him to coach. And, he go, and then he says, ask anybody that's coached for him, and you'll know what really goes on there. When, and talk about Alabama, talk about Nick Saban. And then he says, when he walk on water, nothing happens. You can say these things and there's no repercussions. You can go do these things and no repercussions. Talking about this and that. And he goes on and on and on. Talking about Nick Saban. Now, here's two things. People are standing by Jimbo Fisher because he has to come on and defend the coaches and the players and everything else. I understand that. That shows a sign of... That's a way for Jimbo Fisher to show the players that he cares about them and tries to get them to play harder. Because no matter how good you are, if you get the players to buy in and play hard, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You get them to focus. You get them to buy into what you're doing. They're going to listen to your every word, and they're going to go, and they're going to play well. So that's one of them. It's the same thing for his coaches saying, hey, keep doing your thing. I'm going to support you. I'm going to fight for you, everything else. Then, Then there's the other side of this where how mad he got. And I said this the last time Jimbo Fisher had this outburst. When you have such a big outburst and you feel like you have to say all these things and the way you say them and the way you act, are you saying these things because you're slowly getting caught? Because then he talks about, we never cheated. We never broke any laws. And here's where I have a problem with this because people all, all over social media have said this. Nick Saban calls Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M cheaters. He never once said they were cheaters at all whatsoever. So this is where I start to question a little bit of what Jimbo is thinking when he says this because he's like, we never broke any laws. We recruited. We do things the right way here, blah, 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 blah. And that's where he brings up, you know, look over there and you'll find out not, he goes, the parody and, you know, back in the day when it's parody and, you know, when you walk on water, nothing bad will happen to you. And and not all of us follow the rules and everything else. And he's hinting at what Nick Saban has done. And then out of the woodwork, people are saying, oh, yeah, remember when Alabama played players, which I don't think was ever proven. You know, oh, they're paying their families and this, this and that. I don't know if that's ever been documented. Maybe it's been brought up and it's just way over my head. And I'm not going to research it too hard. 
I don't know about anything about it. Maybe before Nick Saban got there, I know there was recruiting violations before he showed up. And that's why when he first took the job, Alabama at that point was not a desirable job, believe it or not. They had a bunch of recruiting violations. They had a bunch of things come cracking down on them from CAA and everything else. So he talks about that and, and everything else. But the thing I can't wrap my mind around is people are like, oh, he implied that he cheated. No, I don't think he did. Nick Saban just said they paid players to get there or gave them money to get to Texas A&M. That doesn't mean they gave every player money. And he said this beforehand, like, this is the route we're going in college football. And I don't really necessarily think it was him complaining because then even Jimbo Fisher said, a guy that doesn't get his way, pouts and everything else. And Jimbo Fisher went on to even say, like, as a kid, we talked bad about somebody that's not, you get slapped upside the head. And he goes, that somebody should have slapped him. So Nick Saban, I guess, made it personal. But Jimbo took it a step further and really made it personal. I just don't understand why people think that he said he cheated. They're like, oh, he implied he cheated. I don't think so. I think this was a couple years ago and something like that was said. Absolutely. That's where it became, oh, you're accusing them of cheating because back in the day, you couldn't pay players. You couldn't do certain things. And so people are saying Nick Saban's salty about not getting the number of recruiting class. They're paying players and this, this, and that. Maybe a small part of that is true. Maybe it's just more frustration that he knows. Because, again, I told you, we've been all, all over the place here. I am a Nick Saban fan. I'm not a big Jimbo Fisher fan. But I'm going to try to keep it as non-biased as possible. Nick Saban probably is a little frustrated with the way college football is going. And think about this. Alabama brings in a ton of money. But again, ton of money goes out to the whole school. It goes out to different things. Obviously, the football team gets what they need. That's why he's paid a lot of money. But what pays a lot of that money is boosters. So think about this for a second. He's in front of a bunch of boosters. He says well, we cannot con- you know, sustain this level of cost. Well, sustain this when he talks about paying players. I think that was a recruiting tactic for players, and I think that was a recruiting tactic that he was using to get money for the boosters. Nick Saban doesn't say things unless it's for a reason, unless he has a plan. So people are just completely and utterly shocked that he says something like this because he never really talks about another school and this and that. And maybe part of that is true. Maybe he was just thinking and he just said it out loud. But I think there's something behind this where he wants to get money. Because right before starting recording, I don't have the entire thing, but he went on Sirius XM on a college station and basically said like he apologizes and he should not call out somebody. Um, he called Jimbo Fisher and Jimbo Fisher said, oh yeah, he's called, but we're done. And, you know, that's really all he can do. Um, you know, so when, when he tries to... To apologize, he can't because Jimbo Fisher took it super, super personal and people accuse of Nick Saban accusing Jimbo Fisher of cheating. Stop saying that. He did not. He did not come out and accuse anything. Um, Here's a quote from 40 minutes ago off of Twitter. Nick Saban passed on responding to Jimbo Fisher's scathing comments today when I visited with Saban but added, 
A lot of people are silent on using NIL to pay players to go to school, but you know, at the stage of my career, I'm not worried about what people think of me. Um, Deion Sanders had come out and responded to Nick Saban's, um, you know, comments saying he doesn't have a million dollars and like really got mad about this. Kind of shocked about that too, because they're in Geico commercials together. They get along. And so he's not necessarily calling out the coaches. I think he's calling out the schools. Because I'm telling you, there are going to be times where a school booster goes behind this coach's back and does something. Nick Saban goes on to say, this is not professional sports. I mean, we have free agency and no salary cap. That's basically what we have, right? When he's talking about NAIL. Nick Saban told me he should never have uh, signaled out Texas A&M or Jackson State and been more specific about what he meant by bought in reference to buying players to NAIL. But other than that, I don't have any regrets over what I said Wednesday night. So he doesn't have he has no regrets. He admits he probably should have said things a little bit differently or gone about it a little bit different. But this is a huge deal. And now it's become an all-out war. Jimbo talks about how there's skeletons in Nick Saban's closet. But here's the funny thing. He doesn't come out and say specifically, he says, go ask anybody that's coached for him. Well, the reporter should have said, well, hold on a second. You coached for him. What what are you talking about? Because Jimbo then probably has skeletons in his closet. Now, again, you say things like this, whether you're Jimbo Fisher or Coach Saban, you better be clean. Because listening to people talk about this, people talk about how Nick Saban was gray-shirting players over and over to keep guys in and was recruiting, and then if they over-recruit, then they start sending them to different colleges, you know, let them go in the transfer portal or before transfer portal and go. Then it was the transfer portal before the transfer portal because he wanted to build up this team as quickly as possible. And they said it was sleazy, but it really wasn't breaking the rules. And I guess they're right to an extent that he probably got really close to that line but never fully crossed it. Who else does things like that? Well, Coach Belichick, you you things with NFL rules. There's loopholes to everything. So Nick Saban, whatever people think he's done, if it was within the rules but they just didn't like it, well then there better be a rule to take that away then. And if it's not there, we need to get over it. You know, people accuse him of paying players. What if he did? I don't think he did. There's been no proof. Maybe one day there'll be proof. But guess what? There's tons of people out there that are paying players. There's coaches out there right now tampering with people because the transfer portal is running wild. This is what's going to start happening in college football. And what Nick Saban said wasn't that bad about Texas A&M. Who gives a rat's ass that he Texas A&M may have gave players money out of that collective that the school has and everything else? Nick Saban never said that Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M broke any rules or cheated. And quit saying that they implied it because there are no rules. You can't imply anything. Yeah, could he have said things different or not said it at all? Absolutely. He's also trying to get money. Again, I think it was a purpose for that, but I think there's another purpose. But don't you find it funny that this keeps getting brought up do I think Texas A&M gave players money to get that number of recruiting class? Because if you look at it, they had like a one-star, one-one five-star recruit. Maybe they had three five-star recruits, if that, and it keeps going and fluctuating. Now they get seven. Maybe they are that good at recruiting. Cool. Texas is a rich state. They got oil money. Texas A&M has a lot of money. Texas has a lot of money. The University of Texas. They have money. They have the guys. They have football players all over the place. 
Alabama is not as rich as Texas. So that's why Nick Saban is trying to get to these boosters and say, oh, we need money because Alabama, the state of Alabama, is not up there with Texas in course of state money. Just not. If you're Jimbo Fisher, the way you're reacting to this maybe shows you know something. Or he didn't make a comment. He talked about the collective. He goes, but I don't understand how he says. I don't understand how any of it works. They take care of all that stuff, and I just go do my job. So you're telling me you necessarily don't know what they do. You claim you don't know how much money's in there, but Nick Saban says, oh, head coaches absolutely know how much money's in there. So if you're a Jimbo Fisher and you don't know what's going on with them, you don't know how much money's in there, that's part of your program, right? That has some ties to your program. And as a head coach, shouldn't you know what's going on in your program at all times? From top to bottom, Bill Belichick knows what's going on in the organization from top to bottom. Nick Saban knows what's going on from top to bottom. If Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M gave players money to come there, is it a little sleazy? Yes, but is there a rule against it? No, he's just playing by the book. And what people accuse Nick Saban of, cool, maybe it was a little sleazy, but guess what? If you're not doing it and take advantage of loopholes in there, then you're not, then that's on you. That's not on him. He's just doing things. And then on top of it, Jimbo Fisher made a comment. Well, when you have everything, it's easy. You still have to recruit players. And then on top of recruiting players, you have to coach them. Then he says, all people that work for him. I, I think part of that was not necessarily breaking rules and violating recruiting. I think maybe he was just kind of complaining or talking about the work environment only because you have heard stories about they're there at 4 or 5 a.m., the way he gets on people and this and that, and how people get tired. You know, they work from 5 a.m. to probably 11 or midnight, then they get back up and do it again. They're never home. You hear all these stories. And Lane Kiffin's been one of them to kind of talk about everything. Lane Kiffin kind of is defending Nick Saban. He's tweeted, you know, don't go after the GOAT, Deion Sanders. Um, Lane Kiffin has said something about Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M giving players money. So you have different coaches saying this. He called Lane. Jimbo has called Lane Kiffin a clown. So right now, if you're Jimbo Fisher, you've got Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban, where you call Lane Kiffin a clown and you have all the stuff about Nick Saban claiming you have dirt on him. You know where the bodies are buried. Because he said that in the first one where he blew up. He goes, I know where the bodies are buried. But he won't bring it up. So I think some of the bodies that are buried were caused by him. So he'll never bring it up if there is any because Jimbo Fisher was probably a part of it. And it sounds like more other organizations or other schools and other coaches have done things like this. So he's not going to bring it up. But now you've got Lane Kiffin, who's a damn good football coach, brilliant offensive mind, probably top, if not the most brilliant offensive mind. He can recruit. He's trying to build up Old Miss, but he doesn't have the Texas money. He doesn't have all that, and he's, ta- he's alluded to that. And then you got Nick Saban on the other side, who is your daddy. Yes, you were the first assistant coach to beat him, but, you know, that's over now. October 8th, Texas A&M travels to Alabama. Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher will, probably will not speak before the game on the field. They probably won't even shake hands after the game. This is wild. This whole thing is wild. I'm surprised they haven't thrown hands, you know, 
Nick Saban with the left jab and then Jimbo Fisher going out. Nick Saban would probably kick his ass, to be honest with you. But Jimbo Fisher taking this so hard and the way he's speaking makes you wonder if he knows something. It makes you wonder if he doesn't know enough and he knows that. Is he trying to cover something up? Is he trying to say these things to kind of revert it back onto Nick Saban? I don't know. Because when people get really defensive about things, more often than not, it's because whatever is being accused of is true or there's something else. Now, there are times where you act this way and it's because it's ultimately, yes, you are mad and you're defending and you're doing this or that. Ultimately, though, something's going on. It may not necessarily be pain players, but it might be something else. But again, Nick Saban never accused him of cheating. This is not cheating if you gave players money. Do I like the fact that I guess you can give high school players a name, image, likeness deal to come to your school? No, it is sleazy. But guess what? There is no there's no regulations on this transfer portal. There's no regulations on this name, image, and likeness. I heard a good idea. Maybe a player should stay on campus first for a year before they're allowed to get a name, image, likeness. They still get their school paid for if they're on full right scholarship. So nothing's being taken away from them. I think that could be a good rule. Because now we're going to have coaches um, sitting there as a 16-year-old, and they already do it now, but they offer a scholarship. But to look at a 16-year-old and say, hey, you come to Alabama, or you come to Texas A&M, or you come here, we got this much money and we'll give it to you. You heard about schools offering guys million dollars. Schools are doing that. So now you really do have free agency. And so Nick Saban is not necessarily complaining like people – all over sports shows, Nick Saban's complaining. He's he's whining about he didn't have the number one recruiting class. Schools are paying players. I don't think he's complaining about the recruiting class because, again, going back to what I was saying, you have to coach them up. So Jimbo Fisher saying, well, when you have everything, Nick Saban had to build that up. And then on top of it, you have to coach, be able to coach it the players you have and get the best out of them. You know, LeBron has shown us that before. When you get superstardom, you still have to be able to be a leader and get through that. I don't want to bring LeBron into this, but that's just an example. Just because if you get all these really quote-unquote good players, you still have to coach them. And Nick Saban does a very good job of that. He does a very good job of building up a staff, and he has to replace his staff all the time. And that's kind of where maybe Jimbo Fisher's going. Like, you notice how he always has a different staff? Maybe it's the work environment. Maybe it's what he's asking of the, the guys. I have no idea. <laughs> but this is wild. I see where Jimbo Fisher's coming from and people that quote-unquote defend Jimbo Fisher. But I'm thinking about what Coach Saban's side, and it's he didn't call him a cheater. He didn't say anything. He didn't say he broke any rules. If this was a couple years ago, yes, you would say that 100% and say, oh my God, they're accusing them of cheating, they're accusing them of this. But he didn't accuse them of cheating. He just said they paid players, even though it hasn't been proven either. So maybe that's why he shouldn't have said it. But I think he doesn't say things just to say them. So that means he knows something we don't, and there was something behind him saying this. So this has been crazy. October 8th, I believe, is when they'll play. That is probably going to be one of the most watched football, college football games of the year. 
and Nick Saban and Alabama are going to whip their butts in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. So to wrap, that's wrapping it up. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow it or rate it on Apple and Spotify and all that stuff for me. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Go do that for me, please and thank you. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Leave a comment in the comment sections down below about what you guys think and all that good stuff. And until next time, this is Coach Steve, another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Roll Tide. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.